Hey, hey, loves. Welcome to Galaxy Vibes. I hope everyone is having a beautiful day or night whenever you're listening. And your girl has been busy, so <sighs> sorry for the delay, but we're back. <laughs> if you're new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're not new here, welcome back, my loves. So we have been doing a sexual trauma series and today we're going to wrap it up. This is the last episode of the series and we touched on what sexual trauma was, different types of sexual trauma. Now we're going to talk about healing the sexual trauma. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into it because it's going to be kind of lengthy. So just stick around, hang in there with me and we can get through this together. Okay. So let's let's just recap what sexual trauma is. Sexual trauma is something that you may go through. Um, you can either go through this in your childhood or in your adulthood. And if you go back and listen to episode one, it'll explain everything of what it is. And if you listen to episode two, it'll let you know the different types of sexual trauma. So in sexual trauma, um, it could be very confusing and a very traumatic thing to go through. And oftentimes it'll leave you feeling powerless or very vulnerable. But it's important to know that you are so strong and you have the courage necessary to get through these tough times. And in this episode, we're going to talk about ways to regain your strength and personal power. And also, we're going to we're going to talk about how to gain some support to get through this type of trauma because it is something that is very difficult to get through alone. But if you feel like you can do it without the support of other people, then that's great, but it's always wonderful to have someone or some people to lean on in this time. So you can always uh, join a group online, a support group, if you need to. This will just help you to know that you're not alone in the situation and it'll give you some support to hold yourself up until you can get your strength back, okay? So we're going to talk about different steps, five steps you can take in order to get your power back. And we're also going to go over some crystals that'll help you, uh, different methods, different methods, methods you can use in order to, you know, heal from your trauma. And I'm going to give you some affirmations at the end just to help you to, you know, get back to who you really are. Okay. And to help you to see that what happened to you was not your fault. It's never your fault. And just know that things happen to you for a reason. It's not to it's not to harm you. But like for me, for instance, I went through sexual trauma and I realized that I went through those things so I can help other people through the pain that I went through. Or I can be there or be some type of support for somebody else. Okay. So let's get into it. 
Okay, so time is definitely needed to heal from any kind of trauma, especially sexual trauma. And recovery can be just as traumatic as the act itself. So don't fear or give up because the healing is definitely worth the wait. Dealing with sexual trauma can leave you feeling unsafe and maybe also cause you to have trust issues with people or even with yourself. And these are all normal reactions to trauma. This is not who you are, but what you experienced. So let's get into step one. So with the first step, you must open up about what happened to you, even if it is painful and it's totally humiliating to admit that this thing happened. Admitting your trauma may make you feel dirty, weak, judged, or even make you feel like a victim. But this is why it's important to reach out to someone that you trust to release the burdens from you. And you can't heal if you constantly ignore um, or stuff how you feel deep down inside. Because avoiding the truth or the reality of it only hurts you even more. So freeing yourself will feel so much better in the long run or in the end. And even though you might, it might be scary to open up, it is so necessary for your freedom. Opening up to someone who will support you emotionally um, and being empathetic and being very calm is essential. So you want to open up to someone who, either professional or a friend or a family member, just someone you trust that won't judge you, that won't dismiss your feelings or anything like that, or also someone who has shared the struggle with you that's a little bit further along in your healing than you are. So that's very important. And they won't, somebody that won't downplay your trauma, because that's one of the most um, inhumane feelings is if you're trying to open, it's already hard enough to open up about the situation, but if you do that with someone who claims they'll be there for you and all they do is downplay what you've, what you've gone through, even if it's something small, you know, it makes you want to just close back up and not really talk to anyone. So if you need to talk to like a therapist or someone anonymous who doesn't, who you feel like won't you know, prejudge you, then that's probably the best route to go. And like I said before, you can always join a support group, either in person or online. And this will just help you to, you know, get back to who you are and just let you know that you're not alone. There's someone else out here who shares your exact pain. Maybe not your exact same situation, but they know the pain of trauma. They know what it's like to try to build yourself back up once you've been knocked down from this certain sexual trauma. Okay, so step two is cope is coping with the guilt and shame. So in our minds, we sometimes struggle with our thoughts. And with the sexual assault, you may know you're not to blame. But it's sometimes hard to think that, okay? It's hard to think that Maybe I did something or maybe I said something or maybe I wore something that was inappropriate and that caused this person to want to touch me or do something to me. Well, the truth or the reality is, is that it was never your fault. It can make you feel guilty or immense amount of shame. 
but listen, okay? As you begin to acknowledge the truth of what has happened to you, it gets a lot easier to accept the fact that it wasn't your fault at all. It was the person who caused the trauma. It's their fault. It's their sickness. It's their mental inability to respect someone else's space or respect someone else's body or spirit. That's that's on them. It's not on you. Um, <clears throat> the assault was not your doing at all. So there's no need to be ashamed about it. I know that's hard to say, like, how can I not be ashamed of the things that I go through? How can I not? Because sometimes sexual trauma leads to people being very promiscuous or, you know, it leads to them not being want to be touched. And it is embarrassing sometimes, but you have to realize that these things are common to feel after being sexually assaulted. And... It's okay to it's okay to sit in or realize that something did happen to you. So you need to learn how to cope. It's it's imperative that you learn how to cope with the fact that these things did happen and it's not your fault. And some of the common misconceptions associated with that is feeling like I said, feeling shame or guilt, like you did something for this to happen to you. Because sometimes your abuser might say this, like you brought this on yourself. If you wouldn't have been wearing that dress, or if you wouldn't have been bending over in front of me, or if you wouldn't have been looking so good, or whatever the case may be, then I would have did this to you, or something like that, you know. Um, but just know, like I said, don't believe that. And you may also feel because you didn't physically stop the assault from happening um, when in the midst of the sexual assault that it's possible um, that you did something wrong or, you know, you might feel like, like if I would have just said no or if I would have did this, then this wouldn't have happened to me. And it, you may feel guilt from that, but... Just know this, in the midst of a sexual assault, it is possible to freeze up. And this is when your brain and body go into complete shock. And this is a natural reaction to trauma. So please do not be ashamed if you, or think you could have stopped it. It's, it's just, when you, when you go through something like that, or sometimes you might have... It might have happened to you when you were really young and you can't remember the, the situation, but you just get used to it. You get used to being sexually assaulted because it's something that was done to you and your body or your mind just goes in autopilot or you might go in a different place in your mind or you might think it's normal. It becomes normal to you, so you didn't stop it. But guess what? Still not your fault. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. Please don't be ashamed. Because you didn't stop something that physically happened to you. It's a normal reaction to freeze, okay? And this is also devastating if you trusted someone that you shouldn't have. And you may feel guilt behind that. Um, say it's a family friend or something like that. Or a family member or somebody you knew. It could be a friend or a lover. Even a lover. Someone that you were in a relationship with you felt like you could have trusted them but you didn't and you felt like you should have been able to trust them 
you know, and they, they wouldn't do anything to you. But when you're sexually assaulted by someone you know and trust, it is very devastating. But it's also and it's also hard to believe. And you may start to ask yourself if you miss the signs of this person being a sexual predator. But don't be down on yourself for trusting your attacker. Because that's most of the time that is what happens, especially when you're young. You think that you can trust this person when in all actuality they're a predator and you have sometimes you have no way of knowing this person is a predator. This person is not just being nice to you because they are trying to be nice to you. They're being nice to you because they're trying to take something from you, okay? So that can really cause a lot of guilt and shame because you felt like you should have been able to trust this person. And also, um, you may have been drunk or unconscious when the assault happened. So you might think, well, if I want to drink all that alcohol or if I want to went out and had a good time with my friends or with my family or whatever, then this wouldn't happen to me. But no matter if you were inebriated or not, or you were asleep, or someone slipped you a drug or anything, it still was not your fault. You didn't ask to be assaulted, and you definitely didn't deserve it. So release the blame and guilt and shame from, from you, and put that on your attacker, because that's the one who deserves it, not you. They deserve to feel shame. They deserve to feel guilt. They deserve to feel remorse. They deserve that, not you, okay? And there are some things that you need to prepare for um, when trying to heal or to cope with what happened to you. So oftentimes when you may have flashbacks or upsetting memories and when you have those flashbacks, that's something called fight or flight mode and it's something your body goes through when you go through something as traumatic as sexual trauma usually when the threat has passed your body shuts down and this type of trauma causes your nervous system to become stuck in a state of high alert and this causes you to become hypersensitive to the smallest amount of stimulation and PTSD is common it's something common to develop after sexual trauma, which causes flashbacks, nightmares, and intrusive memories. And there are ways to reduce the stress of PTSD. You need to try, please try your best to anticipate and prepare for triggers um, that may cause these flashbacks or that may cause these nightmares or intrusive memories. And some of the triggers uh, may include a date or dates that when the assault occurred, people associated with the, the trauma, places, sights, sounds, smells, or sensations. Um, but being aware of your triggers, though it may be hurtful, will help you take steps to remain calm and to calm your feelings and emotions to prevent those triggers from taking you into a very harmful place for yourself. So please pay attention to your body's triggers. Your body will give you clues when you start to feel stressed and unsafe. 
you'll start feeling tense, you'll hold your breath, you'll have racing thoughts, shortness of breath, you may experience hot flashes, dizziness, or even nausea. And there are things you can take, there are steps you can take to soothe yourself. You can try slowing down your breathing, and this is a great way to self-soothe. So you can just try by taking a really deep breath, just letting it out really slow, and just really, you know, pull all the energy up inside of you and just let it out really slow. And this will help soothe you. It'll take, bring your blood pressure down. It'll slow your, your, your heart rate. Your, you know, if your heart is racing, it'll slow that anxiety down. And when you experience a flashback, um, <clears throat> accept and reassure yourself that this is a flashback and not reality. This is not actually happening all over again. This is just your, your mind going back to the trauma. And you need to reconnect to your body and your feelings. Instead of numbing yourself or avoiding any association with trauma, try to be... Um, try to just be, okay? Try to just live in the present moment and not in the past because when you constantly take yourself back to the past, you will be in the same cycle over and over again, rehashing those things in your mind, taking yourself down a rabbit hole, okay? But when you're in the present, you'll realize, hey, this is not something that's happening to me again. This is something that did happen. It's not happening anymore, and I, I can feel safe and know that I'm okay. Okay? When you shut down the unpleasant sensations, you also shut, you shut down your self-awareness and capacity for joy. So this can leave you feeling disconnected emotionally and physically. And you're not truly living when you constantly live in that state or that frame of mind, okay? You have to instead face the intense feelings, even though it may be very scary and uncomfortable for you. Um, when you avoid reality, this may cause mental and physical health damage. So, it's like when you feel... When you feel yourself slipping back into those memories or those flashbacks or those nightmares, you cannot avoid the you cannot avoid the thoughts or the feelings. You have to work your way through it. You have to sit in it. You have to feel it in order to release it and to move forward, okay? And you can assess yourself by doing that. Like you can say, "Okay, I feel I'm you might have a like say you have a thought like of somebody touching you or having sex with you you can be like okay I, I feel this pain it's it's not reality it's something that has happened to me but I know now that I'm safe I know now that I'm okay I'm not in that situation anymore I'm no longer fighting that fight I can release it from myself. I know that I'm okay. I know that it wasn't my fault. It's not something I brought on myself. So I'm not going to take responsibility for that anymore and let it control my life. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to release that. I'm going to feel it and I'm going to release it. 
And there are some things that you can do also to help soothe yourself. You can try rhythmic movement, and this can be very healing. It helps you relax and gain control of your body. So you can try dancing or drumming or marching. That will help move that energy around in your body and not have it stuck or stagnant. You can try mindfulness med- meditation. This is so amazing for healing. It can be done anywhere at any time. So all you have to do is just focus on what you're feeling in the present. You can focus on like what your body is feeling, the sensations when you have a flashback. Like what is your body feeling? You can focus on your emotions and observe without judgment. Okay. You can try yoga or tai chi. And this combines your body awareness with relaxing and focused movements, helping you to relieve PTSD symptoms. So PTSD, it can help you with like anxiety, stress. Sometimes you have uh, that the PTSD causes you to have physical ailments, like physical pain. Um, it can cause you to have mental, mental pain. So trying Tai Chi will just calm your body. Slow everything down so you can relax and you can go within and you can purge yourself of these things that you might be feeling. And massage therapy can also help you to begin to open up yourself to human contact because oftentimes when you go through sexual trauma, you have an issue with human touch. I know for me, like I had to work my way back into being comfortable with people touching me. Um, I still have a complex about certain people touching me or being touched in certain places. It makes my skin crawl still sometimes, but I am working through getting back in touch with people touching me. I still have my walls up sometimes. Like, hey, if I don't want you touching me, don't touch me, okay? Certain people should not be touching you. But if it's like your loved one or your children or your significant other that has not done anything to you to cause you alarm from being touched or being intimate, then, you know, massage therapy is very helpful because they have to touch you. And they're trying to heal you. They're not trying to sexually abuse you or anything like that. So it will help you get back in tune with being touched by somebody else. But in a non-sexual, predatory type of way. Okay, so let's segue into step five. And that is staying connected. Oftentimes when you go through sexual trauma, you might feel isolated and disconnected from others. And this is common after experiencing this type of trauma. So you may withdraw from social activities and your loved ones. And this is very common. It is so important to stay connected to life and the people you love. And support from others is very important for your recovery. This doesn't mean that you have to talk if talk about what happened constantly or all the time. You don't always have to bring it up. You don't always have to... You know, put it out there, but just having, you just experience having fun and laughing. This is medicine for the soul. This is another way of healing. You know, they say laughter is medicine or food for the soul or it's good for the soul. 
And that's really true because it can help you move some of those negative memories out of your mind and to bring some focus into something more fun and something more joyful and bring your soul back alive because rejuvenate your soul because when you go through certain traumas your soul becomes very damaged and and dark and you can do normal activities even if you don't you need to do normal activities even if you don't feel like doing it and you can also try making new friends by joining a club taking a class reaching out to your neighbors or colleagues or some of your family members that you know and you know some of your family members might have some you know groups or friends that can help you break out of your shell and just get back to enjoying life. Um, so healing from sexual trauma does not happen overnight. Please know this, okay? There are many steps you can take to cope with the residual symptoms to reduce anxiety and fear. You must nurture yourself. You must take time to rest and restore your body's balance. Take a break if you're tired. Avoid doing compulsive things. Even You can even overwork yourself. Like Concentrate on not overworking yourself, okay? Avoid watching anything that may trigger your flashbacks or nightmares, even on social media. Um, you must take care of yourself physically. You must eat right, work out, get lots of sleep, even more so than you normally would. And this can soothe your traumatized nervous system because when you overwork your nervous system, it's hard to relax, okay? And if you're not relaxed, how can you heal? That's like if you have major surgery, okay? They tell you, you have to relax. You have to rest. Get some rest. Like if you have a cold, they tell you the best medicine or the best way of healing is to get plenty of rest and to get plenty of, you know, pump yourself up with plenty of fluids and vitamins and things like that. It's the same thing for trauma. It's the same thing for your nervous system, okay? And this will help you feel more in control. This will help you feel more powerful as well and eliminate and alleviate. The stress of dealing with this trauma. And family, if you are someone who has not directly experienced a sexual trauma yourself, but you're trying to help somebody recover from sexual trauma, please, it's imperative that you do not push this person. If they don't want to talk about it or if they don't feel comfortable um, healing, just quite as fast as you think they should please don't push this person to do something that they're not comfortable with doing because it's only going to cause them to go back into their shell it's only going to cause them to you know relive it in a painful way instead of a healthy way so please just be very understanding do a lot of listening do a lot of reassuring that hey it's okay Hey, I'm here with you. Hey, we're going to get through this together. You're not by yourself. You know, I believe you. You know, I love you. I embrace you. Like, I'm not trying to harm you. I'm only here to help you. The more support that this person can receive, the better it is for their healing, okay? So please be mindful of those things. And 
Because it's hard for somebody to open up about something so humiliating, something so vile and so disgusting, and you know, as going through sexual trauma. Even if it's something very small or minor as like sexual harassment, that still does something to you on the inside. Because it's still somebody invading your personal space, invading, taking, trying to tarnish your spirit. It's, it's still that, you know, so just try to be mindful of the person's feelings or emotions or the things that they go through, okay? So, these are some of the ways that you can help heal yourself from sexual trauma. I have some a list of some wonderful crystals that can help you to... Or aid in your the healing process of dealing with sexual trauma. And sexual trauma, it tends to be stored in your sacral chakra. And this is the chakra that is around your belly button area. So it's, it tends to be stored in the stomach area. And people who suffer from sexual trauma tend to have difficulty with their stomachs. So... That explains the issue with why you may have anxiety or, you know, you might feel nauseous or, you know, you might feel pain in your stomach and things like that because it deals with your sacral chakra. That's where our sexual energy comes from. And our sexual energy is supposed to be used to manifest things. It's supposed to be used to create. It's not supposed to be used for trauma. It's not a place to store trauma, but a place to create, a place to bring life bring forth life, you know, so let's get into these crystals. So one of the best crystals to use is, is rose quartz, of course, and this helps you to bring in a lot of self-love and self-acceptance because it takes a tremendous amount of self-love and self-acceptance to heal from sexual trauma. Also, black tourmaline is a really good crystal to use as well. And clear quartz is called the master healer. And what it does is it amplifies the energy and brings balance back into your chakras. And it is good for releasing and regulating energies. So you can also use jasper. And this is the supreme nurturer. So like I said, you need to nurture yourself. And this empowers the spirit and it supports you through times of stress and it promotes courage, quick thinking, and confidence. And it's like an empowering stone. So it gives you your power back. Obsidian is a really good stone as well. It's a protective stone that helps form a shield against physical and emotional negativity. It gets rid of any emotional blockages and it promotes strength and clarity and compassion. And it helps you to find a sense of self. It helps aid in digestion and detox and reduces pain and cramps. So this is something that you might um, feel or deal with when dealing with suppression in the sacral chakra area. So citrine is a really good uh, crystal as well because it brings you joy, wonder, and enthusiasm to every part of your life. It helps release negative traits from your life like fear. 
and it would be replaced it would replace that with courage, optimism, warmth, motivation, and lots of clarity. Citrine is a really good crystal to have to brighten up, just brighten up everything to take you out of that funk, take you out of that that depression or take you out of that feeling of worthlessness. So turquoise is also a very good crystal to use because it helps heal the mind, body, and soul. It helps balance your emotions while finding your spiritual groundings. So if you can find turquoise in a lot of places. It's probably in some jewelry that you didn't even know you had. So another good crystal is tiger's eye. Tiger's eye is powerful when it comes to motivation and like giving you a good boost. It helps you helps rid the body of fear and anxiety and self-doubt. And it guides you to harmony and balance. And then we have amethyst. I love amethyst, y'all. It's amazing with healing. Amethyst rids the mind of negative thoughts and brings serenity and spiritual wisdom. It aids with insomnia. And it helps promote peaceful sleep and helps with stress. So if you're having lots of nightmares or um, you're having issues with going to sleep because you might have a, a flashback or a dream about what you went through, it'll help you sleep peacefully through the night, okay? Then we have the moonstone. This is a stone of new beginnings, Okay. This encourages inner growth and strength. This soothes uneasy feelings of stress and instability. So you're able to move forward successfully. This stone promotes positive thinking, intuition, and inspiration. So a moonstone is really good to have, especially when you're feeling uneasy about the situation or you're dealing with stress, okay? Bloodstone is another good st stone to have because it helps cleanse um, your blood or your body from bad environmental energies and it improves circulation. It encourages selflessness, creativity, idealism, and helps you to live in the present moment. And that's important to live in the present moment and not always live in the past. It helps rid the feeling of being irritated, aggressive, and impatient. And that's some of the side effects that you can feel when, when having dealt with any type of trauma. Okay. Sapphire is a really good crystal or stone as well because it is a stone that brings wisdom. And it helps ease depression, anxiety, and insomnia. Ruby is a really good healing stone. It restores vitality and energy and it helps with sensuality and intellect it helps bring self-awareness and realization of truth to one's mind so it'll help you snap into reality like hey it's not your fault sweetie it's their fault you didn't do anything wrong you did everything right there's nothing wrong with you you are enough you are worthy of having a good life uh, rid of this trauma and the pain that you went through in your past. You are not this past. You are something special. Ruby will give you that spunk, that fire back that you once had or something that you never had before, okay? So, selenite is also a very 
wonderful, powerful stone to have because it is a very high vibrational crystal. It will bring life and vitality back to you. It will give you a huge sense of awareness. If you put some selenite in your hand, you can feel the energy surging through your body. So get you some selenite. Honeycomb calcite is a really good crystal to have because it helps to stabilize you and it gives you a sense of, like I said, stability to know that you will be okay, right? And you can also try tumble black blue topaz. You can try natural blue calcite. Um, you can also try green tourmaline as well as the black tourmaline, as I explained before. These are really good grounding crystals to help you ground yourself back into reality and not live in the trauma, okay? So, you all, that is the five steps that you can take in order to get your life back and to heal from the start to begin to heal from the trauma that you've experienced. It's not going to be done overnight. It is something that may take weeks, months, or years to even get over or to be healed from. You will never forget these things. This is not a magic potion to forget, but you'll be prepared when those things do arise in your life or in your mind again or in your body if you're constantly triggered or reminded of the things that you went through, you'll be better prepared to deal with it in a more healthy manner instead of going back into a place of fear or blame or shame or doubt or self-hate. You you won't have to worry about feeling those things, okay? So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you some affirmations that you can say to yourself when those feelings arise or just something you can say to yourself every day just to keep you on your toes and keep you in that healing process because it's going to be a forever process okay so as always i'm going to pause after each affirmation so that way you can either write these things down or you can repeat this after me okay so let's get started oh first take a deep breath in let it out slow. And when you're ready, let's go. I am not quite healed. I am a healing in process. In progress. I matter to God. The one who has the power to heal. I don't like to feel the pain again, but the only way out of the pain is to go through it again. Grief is not my enemy. It testifies that what happened really does matter. My childhood was stolen from me, but I can rescue my inner child and become whole. Because I seek divine wisdom, I will receive it and I will grow. 
today I choose me. I release the feeling of isolation. I release the feeling of guilt, hurt, and shame. My abuse and traumatic experiences do not define who I am as a person. Even though I am in pain, I truly and deeply love and accept myself. I choose to create an atmosphere of peace and safety for myself. My mind, body, and spirit belongs to me. A feeling of peace and tranquility comforts my being. I acknowledge and accept that healing is possible. I allow myself to accept positive comments and thoughts about me. I am open and receptive of compliments. I deserve to be treated with respect and with love. My inner child awaits to be acknowledged. Today I comfort my inner child. My value is just as significant as any other person. Setting boundaries comes easy for me. And I receive love and kindness with ease. <sighs> okay. So just drink that in, y'all. I hope this resonates with y'all on every type of level that you need it, okay? Just know that you're not alone. I've been there. I I get it. It is rough, but it's possible to release those things that happened to you no matter when it happened to you, okay? Just know that you are worth everything positive and beautiful and great in your life you are worthy of that you're worthy of real love you're worthy of compliments you're worthy of you know having a balanced whole healthy mind body and spirit you are worthy of that nobody can take that away from you anymore okay and so, with that being said, I'm going to wrap this series up. So, all right, y'all. <laughs> oh, that was intense, but necessary. So, I'm glad you guys stuck around for all 43 minutes. <laughs> 
I'm glad you did. So I hope you got something out of it. Like I said, I'm sending y'all a lot of love, a lot of healing energy, a lot of positive energy, <sighs> just a refreshing energy, a, a, re a restart type of energy. So if you have any questions, as, as always, if you have any questions or if you have any topics that you want me to go over, you can always reach me at Sabrina Smith. You can always send me a message through Anchor, iTunes, or Spotify. And you can always email me if you need to. So, you know, there's nothing left to be said. If you'd like to donate to my channel, you can also do that. Or to my podcast, you can do that um down below the episodes there is a section for that if you like to do that if not hey i'm glad you're here i love you in spite of <laughs> we're gonna be all right regardless so yeah there's nothing else for me to say except for have a great day or night whenever you're listening and as always, I hope you fly higher than the galaxy, dripping in love and light. Let's get it, family. Namaste. Our peace out. Goodbye.